Bergstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Let's dance, let's party, let's boogie. Quit making fun of driveline oh, speed. It's, it's too much fun. It's too much fun. We've subverted the dominant paradigm. You've never seen anything like this before. We've cracked the code. You really want to learn how to hit? You give us all of your money and you buy these bats and, well... $1,100! $1,100! $1,100! American dollars! And, and, and right now, there's there's some, like, Wells Park dad or Oz Park dad listening who's like, I'm, I'm going to get... Sounds about right. I think Caden and Brayden both need their own sets of this. Brayden needs his new bats. <laughs> both Connor and Owen need their sets of driveline bats. Otherwise, they're not going to make 10 new. It's like they, they saw the craze for the weighted baseball and how that increased velocity. What else could we weight? Bases? No, that's stupid. Hats? Hats? No, you, you can't walk around with weighted hats. Weighted gloves. Uh, wait, wait, that doesn't... Bats! Bats! That's it! Nailed it. This is I bought these special driveline baseball shoes that have revolutionary metal spike-like appendages. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to help you have more traction. They really go into the dirt quite nicely. Uh, thanks to Nate Tice, Kevin Kugler, Dan Wetzel, and Will Perdue for joining us today. Ray Diaz, Mike Rankin, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell for another terrific week of shows, even the ones of which I was not a part that were probably better than the ones uh, where I was. Uh, we've got Matt Spiegel here and Danny Parkins. Hello, boys. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, great guest list today. I heard all of Nate Tice and Dan Wetzel. Two very different interviews, but two excellent excellent interviews the athletic football show is great Nate yep. Tice he's he's got an answer to everything and anything and you're like ah, I can't I can't find a hole in what that guy's saying you know what I mean he's, he's good like, at it he really yeah. is he's really good at it and as far as the Wetzel thing goes like I'm still I still genuinely don't get it like what the Alabama actual administration forget the coach forget the ad they've got a board of trustees there they've got a president and a chancellor like what are they doing they're allowing they're being owned by the athletic department as they have been for decades usually if it were football you wouldn't even blink an eye but the fact that it's like alabama basketball you go oh that's interesting that Alabama basketball well, has, a, has that type I, of power. But they're a top five team. I know. So that's, I know. So that's the thing. That's, they obviously loosened the uh, the reins on it with the, hopes it, of this the moment. That's the juxtaposition of it. That, yes. That it's, it's afforded the same type of things that one would expect Alabama football to be doing. I'd like to think I'd still blink an eye if it was a football player. I I who actually brought a gun that was used in a murder. Oh, we'd blink an eye, Danny. I I'm, call me crazy. I actually think that Nick Saban would have handled this better. He probably would have because he doesn't have to worry about one guy the way that a basketball mm-hmm. team has to worry about one guy. That's one factor. And because he's probably he's won before he's won before he's won so much he's done it so much he probably. It is more likely that he'd have a a, a dose of, of conscience. Well, it'd be hard Miller, to handle it worse. Absolutely feeling it. Draws a lot of attention. Pulls the trigger. Deep three. Oh, no. <laughs> that audio really Wait, is remarkable. Wait, he actually said pulls oh, yes. the trigger? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Miller, absolutely feeling it. Draws a lot of attention. Pulls the trigger. Deep three. 
Oh yeah. Oh, Find another euphemism. God. I can't get enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Unloads the holster. Um empties the clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Miller delivers the gun to his teammate. <laughs> Yeah, but even He's if even murdering people. <laughs> but even if you even if you go with what he actually does on the uh, court, it sounds bad. Shoots. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah, no, it's, it's ripe for it. Um, oh, that's oh, that is amazing. With the O oh and O, oh no, that destroyed me. <laughs> yeah, because who was the Washington Wizards announcer who like said that the the guy with the dad and don't. Uh, you know, he, just there, like there was, his dad. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy. I, man, I should have looked it up. Yeah, I should, I should have referenced it. But there, 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 there was a guy who had the same first and last name of someone who committed a horrible crime, but he wasn't related to him. And he was oh! like, j- j- just like his dad did this thing. And people were like, not my dad. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was Kevin oh. Porter Jr. Yeah. is is Was the player, and the broadcaster said... You got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time, thinking that his dad was the basketball player, uh, former NBA player, but it wasn't. His actual yeah, that, dad. that Kevin Porter had the assist record before <clears throat> Skiles broke it, yeah. right? This guy's, this guy's actual dad pled guilty in 1993 for the killing of a 14-year-old girl. Oh, so right. to say, like Different his dad, kind of, pulled yeah. that trigger right at the oh, right time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. Ooh, <laughs> that honestly might be the closest we've gotten to Brenneman since Brenneman. Like on the Brenneman scale of awkward things said into a microphone, uh, that's yeah. gotta be. That's gotta be someone needing Nicholas Castellanos. There's to a show drive up. in a yeah, deep left field by yeah. Castellanos. It will be a home run. Fun fact: Castellanos at the Alabama game the other night. No, not, not really. Not really. But it just <laughs> yeah. seemed like. His home runs it interrupted a lot of awkwardness. Yep. Remember, we had like three or four of those from last year. Like they were, yeah. My guy Rex Hudler got caught up in one. <laughs> there were like like a lot of like death dedications, yes, right? Yes, and then yes. yeah. there's like or, two different or, eulogies. Or, or wasn't there one on. where like the the apologizing for a DUI or something? Yes, right? Yes, yes. Like you know we've had some issues here, and it's like there's a deep drive. <laughs> Castellanos, he can sense awkwardness from above, with the, from the broadcast <laughs> maybe, it, booth. maybe he's empowered yes! by awkwardness. This just gets him going. Yeah. It's a tool that he uses. That's so good. <laughs> That's so damn good. I like that we've done uh, this This transition is much dumber than yesterday's. But yesterday's, that, that conversation stuck with me, guys. Did you guys get a lot of feedback? A lot. And the number of people who reached out, the number of people who wanted to share their stories good i mean emailers and people on on twitter reaching out and even personally some people i know who heard it who just said hey you know by the way you know raising their hand saying you know me too on this and and i've been dealing with this and thank you for putting it out there i had one person who say that he that that empowered him for the first time to to recognize something and and reach out and seek help and that's that's the point that's that's why we share these things that's beautiful um and you know you mentioned Lynn Bramer yesterday and yeah. I received this in the mail yesterday it's a nice shirt from our uh, our old pal Tom Share the first voice of in the history of this radio station in ninety two and it's a it's it says Chicago with headphones around it it's great to be alive. And I was inspired to wear it today by you mentioning uh, Lynn yesterday. And then you told me I didn't even hear the beginning of your show. Yeah, I, I, I just 
felt compelled to say, as Lynn Bramer would say, it's Friday. It's great to be alive. That guy is uh, is in the bloodstream of this city. I, uh, I, you came back and I going. I, I something. I left something and I had to go back and get it. I go downstairs and waiting for me at the bank of elevators is Terry Hemmert. Oh, and I was like, yay! <laughs> I was like, this is great. So, so then she was telling me about the Lynn tribute and everything that kind of went into it and how she feels like Lynn was a part of it because of all the weird stuff that kept happening where the mm-hmm. microphone goes off and it's too cold in the studio and, and all this different stuff. And it was just great because, you know, like it's rare that we get an opportunity to see Auntie Terry and <laughs> seeing her, like, it honestly just brings joy. Like I, and then we started talking about music and a little bit about baseball and there's all sorts of stuff. And I looked up and I was like, um, I'm keeping you from something, aren't I? And she's like, well, yeah, but, you know, I don't care because I'm Terry Pleepin' Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) And she stuck, like, I think we talked in that bank of elevators for about 15 minutes. Love it. And I was like, can I just, like, carry your bags and stuff upstairs? Because I'd (laughs) like to do that. She's like, no, stupid. I would be interested to know there's, there's apparently the Rolling Stones are in the studio working on something with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which I is about that. Which I've heard is, of all of them though. <laughs> nice. right, even Parkinson's oh my God, heard of Danny them. Danny can be involved. That's great. Oh my God, but but that's thoughts. that's sort of crossing the streams, isn't it? You know, well, is isn't that like one is the answer to the other? Like one one is like a uh, a retroactive, like, hey, here's this. Well, I I like that kind of, but how about this oh, instead? Yes. It's a it's a forever debate. Uh, my buddies Jim DeRigatis and Greg Cott wrote a book, The Rolling Stones mm-hmm. versus the Beatles. It's a it's a thing, but they were pals. They, they, they were pals, man. A couple of a couple of the Stones were there when they recorded uh, "Yellow Submarine" as part of that big shout chorus. I know Brian. Really? No, Brian Jones was there and Marianne Faithful, and I think I think Keith was hanging around around the same time. Well, strangely enough. That's what Auntie Terry was talking. We we had a conversation about She brought up the Beatles? No way. No. Well, <laughs> yes, but obviously. She was saying how she's been doing a lot of stuff on Facebook. And I was like, Auntie Terry, no. Um, but she threw she threw out there a picture of uh Charlie Watts and Ringo Starr and uh-huh. said, two great drummers, right? Two great people. And then she said, Yeah, and then all of a sudden in the comments, it, it got all crazy and twisted. And I was like, because eh, it's Facebook. Yeah. You know, that's what happened. Because well, they're comments on the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and then she she went into explaining, because, you know, people, here's Neil, the Neil Pert fans and kind of jumped in, the John Bonham fans, like jumped in, like, no, how can you mention these two without mentioning? She was like, well, I was just doing an appreciation of these two. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not right. She wasn't about. doing a list on right. Fox Sports 1 of like her top five of all time right. with a, like an order. Right. Well, which brings out, you know, Charlie Watts brings the Stones drummer brings me back to Bramer because it was my, my friend Mark Sutton who said that he imagines Bramer in, in heaven sitting on a bar stool between Charlie Watts and Ernie Banks. Like helping them talk to each other. That you would thought, make sense. There we go. That's the spot. Which of course... I would want to sidle up to that very same spot, please. Who and, wouldn't? Uh, right? And hang out in that crossover. I got, I, I, there are so many, uh, now that I, you know, the, the older you get, the 
wiser you get in some cases. Ideally. I had a lot of interactions <laughs> with Ernie Banks early in my career here at The Score. And there are so many questions about Chicago back then that I now wish I would have asked him. Because when you talk to old school people who live on the South Side, because that's where Ernie lived, mm -hmm. because he couldn't live near Wrigley Field. And there are a lot of people that have stories about Ernie Banks in Hyde Park and Ernie Banks in South Shore and the places that he used to be and go. Where it was okay. Right. But, but like, that's, that's another reason, along with the power of WGN television and radio, that's another reason why you, you drift into the South Side and you're like, why are there so many black Cub fans. Oh yeah, well the Cubs had Ernie and Billy and Fergie and there and they were absolutely. But that's part of connection. it is that that Ernie was as big of a he was so connected to Black South Chicago yeah. that it didn't matter that he played for the Cubs hmm. that there was an ownership in that's our guy. Like he lives, like we see Ernie in the neighborhood. Guy. Sure. So why are we not going to root for him? So that's interesting. So and and then concurrently on the south side, you might have Mini Minoso, mm -hmm. but it was because of the 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 cross cultural and and language difference. Maybe there isn't the same kind of identification. There is. I mean, people. I've talked to some older White Sox fans about this too. That like they swear by Mini. You know, like like Mini was. The, the person that kind of brought them into the Sox fandom. But, mm -hmm. you know, because – and you have a guy that ends up being a star. Like It's just kind of weird. Like, Ernie Banks used to just live on the south side yeah. of Chicago back it's then. Crazy. And you would think that that wouldn't be the case, but it was. And I, I remember I was kind of the Ernie Wrangler for a couple of remotes that we had done. And and I'm like, man, I, I should have – used my time better in asking him questions about that because I'm sure it was a fascinating part of in of history in a city that is legendarily segregated. Well, and while we're talking Still. Ab about these stories about where it was okay for some of these great baseball players and, and revered iconic baseball players to live, you know the stories about Jackie Robinson in Connecticut, right? I do not. Okay, so well, Jackie lived in Connecticut. Jackie was the family that he. Well, lived. Jackie was. He wanted to live. I believe it was Greenwich or near Greenwich, and he couldn't. Jackie was was not allowed. The 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 people who lived in these areas said, you know, we love him, but no, you can't live next to us. So there was one family in Connecticut that pledged to help Jackie Robinson find and his and his wife find a house. And this was a a, a publishing family uh, that was part of it was uh, the Simon family of Simon and Schuster, hmm. and they brought in they had a big estate, and the Simons let Jackie and his wife live with them. I don't know if it was in like a, a whole guest area, and Jackie Robinson befriended the young daughter of the Simon family, and would take her to games. And they they struck up a lifelong friendship, and he taught her everything about baseball, and would bring her you know, behind the scenes, and that's how Carly Simon learned about baseball was from her dear family friend oh, Jackie wow. Robinson. Oh, I love that stuff. There you go. 
Bringing the music and the baseball together. See? There you go, Bramer. You know, I, one of the, the last conversations I had with him, I told him something I had just learned from an interview, which was that James Brown, hey! 100%, said he learned he was inspired to do the splits as a dancer on stage. By Jackie Robinson's stretch at first base. I thought Real. you were saying Jackie wow. Wilson. No, <laughs> okay. no, because he was he was a kid going to see Jackie Robinson play, and people Jackie Robinson was all the rage, and he saw Jackie do a split to uh, just doing the stretch at oh, first I base. Love oh, that's this. cool. That isn't is that, really cool. Isn't that cool? And James Brown's like, oh man, that looks <laughs> good. I could do that. How about when Carlton Riddenhauer, aka Chuck D, describes how he got his his style of rapping with death row what a brother no marv albert yep 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 he got it from the cadence of marv albert <laughs> that, that's, so that's the stuff <laughs> yep. this is the stuff that we need to collect you know i mean i, I do actively try to collect this stuff. no that's we, that's that's the beauty of what it is that, there's a book in there to be wanna, oh, yeah. right to be art inspired by art across sports and music but 100%. Before, before you do it have us all on your podcast and then have us come up with the questions that we have to ask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the way to do it? You guys decide what's available. Then, then we'll get some audio clips and then we'll give them to you. Never mind. Okay. There's something going on there. You're I don't a know. Man. Hey, what? What? One other thing on. I'm allowed occasionally no. to have a little bit of fun right. I too. Should, I started the show doing it. Yes. You'll close it out doing it. I'm yeah. allowed. <sighs> so, wait, it's your podcast or is it my <laughs> podcast? Because I feel like I'm doing a lot of heavy lifting here. And... <laughs> I broke that. Hi, buddy. Yeah. Hi, buddy. Make sure you come yeah. with six or seven anecdotes. Yes. I know. I broke Dan. Yes. That leads me into what are you guys going to do on your show today? So glad you asked. Danny? We have a lot to do today. We do. On, on the show. I think so. I don't know. We're going to start with a plea for some Chicago sports team to hopefully be good. Uh, we will talk about a unique NFL draft profile at 3 o'clock that got Speaks sold on who he wants the Bears to take. Richard Roper is going to review Cocaine Bear for us at 325. He liked it. Gave Don't it three spoilers. Everybody we, likes we, it. We did. We actually, uh, before we knew that he was going on your show, we were doing dueling cocaine bear reviews. So I actually read a portion of his review on the air. He, oh. he read the good ones. I read the not so good ones. Ah, <laughs> screw those. <laughs> we're hoping to do an event where we rent out a theater and uh, cater oh, it. That's cool. Yeah, we want to bring, bring co- Sam Hurd. Yeah, there you go. Oh. There you go. Yeah, now that he's out, Danny. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm, I, I would advise people not to be talking about Sam Hurd. Uh, Ron Coomer at 4 o'clock, and uh, Don Cooper is going to join us at 5. Oh. Will, will we hear the, the, the cockatiels in the background? It, it depends if he's home. Hopefully. And uh, hopefully they're still alive. I was supposed to call him, and I didn't, so Shane called him. Yeah. So we got we got a lot to do today, boys, to send people in. Wait, why would birds or be the dead? birds? Like, what are you talking about? The members of the birds. If they're still alive. I meant the birds. Oh. Yeah, but you made it seem like you knew something happened to yes. the birds. You made it seem like there was something nefarious that happened to the birds. Remember that day I missed a couple weeks ago? Which one? <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. That's a good point. The day he was in Nicaragua. <laughs> I wasn't in Nicaragua. I was in the Dominican Republic, who I will be rooting for in the World Baseball Classic. Sue me. I'll be rooting for Puerto Rico and Team Israel.
Actually, I like Puerto Rico. Because well, I'll root for Team Israel until they're unceremoniously removed, <laughs> and then I'll root for Puerto Rico. They should be removed immediately. <laughs> I'll do respect to Cody Decker. <laughs> Matt Mervis. Never Always. nervous Matt Mervis is on the team. All right. Have a good weekend. Get All out right, of here. Get out of here. <laughs> have, have a good weekend. Tandy's Open kicks us off. Park at the Spiegel on the score.